0: Hey, this is Jake the Steak Roberts, and you're listening to Wolfie D, live and in color. If you can believe that, Wolfie D, he was wrong you let Sin Bode cut the lines at autograph
1: session. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and In Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D.
2: Hello, ladies and gentlemen,
1: welcome once
2: again to live and in color with Wolfie D. You know who I am. And of course, you know who my co-host is, Jimmy, across the street. What you doing, buddy?
1: I'm just, you know, living across the street. Now, I got to say something <laughs> funny about this. So I've got a couple brothers, Mason and Jared. Jared is my second younger brother. That's and- the one I'm no, no, you met Mason. So okay. Jared, Jared's my, he's, we call him the plastic chic and he's on my other podcast with me and everything. But gotcha. Jared is now going by down the street. So <laughs> I'm Jimmy across the, and he's Jared down the, so awesome.
2: Awesome. It's catching well, okay. on, man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we can, uh, was it Mason? We could call him, uh, well, he's on, his, around the corner or he's,
1: <laughs> he's, he's, his last name is Mitchell. So <laughs> oh, well. Father James, we'll call him that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Father Mason. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's so
2: good. Man, we had a blast at uh
1: at the RobCon, man. Yeah, dude. Hey, man, because we've been doing this show for about a year, right? So yeah. but bro, we haven't been with each like we haven't seen each other. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. We also haven't been with each other, thank God. <laughs> you <laughs> saw that I caught that,
2: right? I went by that one. You, you yes, started, yes. and then you're like, "Ooh, that's not going to sound good."
1: Yeah, let's not uh, let's not go down that alley uh, across <laughs> the street, but let's you, go across that street. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, <laughs> so Get on the sidewalk. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so basically, what it's I mean, saw maybe, or or maybe another show yeah. or something. Yeah. But yeah, you kind of dipped out for a minute, and then I was out of Nashville, and then by the time you were back in it. I was already in Virginia and so we haven't seen each other probably in 10 years, man. And it was just like, you know, but it felt, I mean, we know each other now, so it's, it was cool, man. But we, you know, I got to see how you do a convention. Yeah. You know, first of all, let me say shout out to Charlie, my cousin, Charlie. Oh yeah. The gimme back my podcast network. You know thank you yeah charlie was
2: awesome man uh he he took great care of me i'm I'm sure he took care of you too but he took great care of me uh and as i could see he worked his ass off during the whole show you know what i mean he was constantly going and and doing stuff for people and hey do you need something and, and all that and that's that's the type of people i like working for you know that that are there for you not just Hey, here's your table. See you. (laughs) You He he had my money for me as soon as I got there. I mean, yeah, very professional. Thank you, Charlie.
1: Yeah. Charlie's the man. And here's the thing, you know, not only is my cousin, he's a family member. We're fellow podcaster. He has a podcast called give me back my action horror movies. It's a, yeah. Go check it out. You know, Wolfie, he says he's gonna make Wolfie be on there, even though Wolfie is the Siskel and Ebert of for <laughs> movies you can forget about. Basically, yeah. He yeah. remember he remembers him as he's watching them. But after that, it's
2: like, yeah, that was I I will text Jimmy across the street. As soon as I watch <laughs> something, I'm like, hey, you need to check this one out. Hidden Jim, Hidden Jim. And then yeah. maybe the next day or day later, if he asks me. Well, what was the deal? I'm like, I don't really remember, but it was good. <laughs>
1: That's
2: so funny. <laughs> so, it was good, Char- I promise. I yeah, was
1: entertained. Char- yeah, so Charlie, if y'all are going to record with Wolfie, just do it right after he watches the movie yeah. and before he texts me. Because <laughs> after he texts me, it's like, forget city there. So. Yes. Yeah, but uh, Rock okay. Con was cool, dude. Here's the thing, man. I think I've been to one convention. I, I, told, I said that I hadn't been to a convention but my band played a convention in nashville that we opened up the show we covered blue oyster cults godzilla it was like a i don't know it was a convention uh yeah that i'll play it on the show right here (laughs) <laughs> so, so we were, we, we were doing that and really I'd never been in a convention that much too. And and man, you know, is that the kind of normal thing in a comic convention?
2: Well, okay. So this is what I uh, had explained to Charlie when we were working out the numbers and all that kind of stuff, man, when you got a, basically that thing is a comic anime cosplay convention. Sure. And he just happens to, you know, I guess like the wrestling or whatever, and then add those little things in there. You had Jake, you had Butterbean, and then you had me. And I'm sorry, you know, uh, I'm not going to put myself over. I'm third on that tier. So <laughs> I knew going in that I, I had been to these types of conventions before. When it's a, when it's a total wrestling convention, it's one thing because the people are there to see wrestlers. They know you, blah, blah, blah. This type of thing, they, you know, may know wrestling but they're really there to, to see the comics and they're, they're there to dress up. There was a, and you saw it. There was a number of people that pretty much uh, paid to come there and dress up and walk around and right. cuz they knew people would take pictures with them and I was I was the biggest mark. I was Dude. taking pictures with all the ones that had great costumes cuz I love that cosplay stuff. But it's it's just different there and and I'm glad that I I did the numbers I did as far as sales um, sure. because there were some fans that, you know, remembered me and stuff like that. Uh, it, but it, like I said, even Jake's table wasn't, you know, a huge line. Uh Butterbeans neither. I mean, it's just it was kids and and we saw some stuff, you know, we talk about this generation and everything and not, you know, knocking, but I mean, there's just, it opened my eyes to a bunch of stuff.
1: <laughs> it really did. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And open my eyes was a horrible choice too, on some of them, because <laughs> I wish I could have kept well, what my about eyes the, closed.
2: I, I, we've got to get somebody that reads anime, because right. let, let me tell this story. So... Yeah, we're sitting at the table, and I don't think you were around. I think you had gone to do the uh, the podcast uh, Q and A or something like that. And so this chick comes up, and she hands me this round. Um, I forget a cross stitch, I think was what that's called. Yes. And yeah, and and she hands me this thing, and it's it's white, and then in red lettering. I, I wish I had it in front of me. I can't remember the exact. Uh, like the at thing. Sign plus yeah, it was it was a it was a hashtag and then an at and then something, something exclamation, exclamation, something. And so she hands it to me and I'm thinking, you know, she's just showing it to me. And and sure. she just puts her hands forward and she goes, hmm. And I said, OK. And so I look at it. I'm going, that's that's really cool. Yeah, cool. And I hand it back to her and she goes, mm-mm. <laughs> and puts her hand forward again and she goes, Hmm. So then I think, okay, she wants me to sign it for her. I don't know what this is, but whatever. I said, this is really cool. You want me to sign it? And she goes, Mm-mm. <laughs> and puts her hands forward again. Hmm. Like, right. okay, I'm giving this to you. I said, Oh, so you're giving me this. And, yes. uh, she says, hmm. <laughs> Again yeah. Hmm. And yeah. I said, well, what does this say? And she says, anything you want it to. <laughs> and at that point, then I'm really blown away. I'm like, what the fuck? And, and basically she just walks away after that. Yeah. And so then come to find out uh, there's some kind of anime language or something like that. So we looked it up on Google, we think. Uh, no. that whatever she gave me says bad bunny. I don't know what that means or whatever. If anybody can help us on that, I'd love, uh, the, and, and actually I'll, I'll take a picture of it and we'll put it on the, the links or something. We'll, sure. we'll get it in there some kind of way. If anybody can read it and tell me what that means or it, did did she just put a hit on me? I mean, I don't
1: know. <laughs> no, dude. And here's the thing. I wasn't at that panel. I was sitting right beside you. Oh, okay. I, I, I never remember I, if you were there. It, it, well, it was just before I went to that panel, which the panel was was cool man but you know they originally had you all set up on there and it was funny how you were like well i would just ask jimmy (laughs) yeah
2: yeah because the 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 panel was how to do a podcast and 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 they originally asked me to do it and i'm like i'm not gonna know how to do that that's all jimmy stuff all i do is come on here and talk so
1: I bring the people yeah (laughs) i bring the people and the guests and the stories and the talking and yeah Yeah, But man, how cool were some of the costumes, man? Oh, no, no, for sure. There were some super costumes. But here's the thing. There is like a difference in some of those folks. There are some people that really take it to the level. And then there are some people that just wanted to not do that. So if you go to a convention, if you've never been to a convention, and probably half of our listeners have, half the other haven't. But Mm -hmm. if you ever do, you know, don't feel like you have to dress in this cosplay. But man, is it cool when you do. Yeah. I got to say, I got to say this. My favorite yeah. was the Ernest, Josh Blevins. He's a local guy to East Tennessee. I want to give him a shout out. I'm a huge, 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 huge Ernest Mark. And so <laughs> Ernest Mark. I, I, mean, I thought that one are-
2: was, I mean, he looked, he he looks the part. He really does.
1: He does. Uh, and it was, but, but there were I, much more elaborate ones, you know?
2: Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying as far as, I mean, cause you know, like with my, Cerebus outfits and all that i, I oh, made yeah. all that stuff and and that's how i learned how to do it was watching um youtube videos of the cosplay people and how they did the evil foam so the best costume has to go from for my opinion uh was the girl that was she was uh she uh, ra the first day and then she was Tila the next oh, yeah. day and Man, her stuff was so detailed and just, and I knew what it took to do that. So that was like, wow. But then there were the other ones like the Stormtrooper and the Boba Fett. And, and those looked like to me, I'm not, I don't know, but I don't think they, uh, yeah. they probably handmade some of it, but I think they bought a lot of it. You know what I mean? So in the, the head, yeah. 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 The head so, chomper so the,
1: girl. What was her deal? Oh, the, I, I, what game was that? I don't know. I can't lie. I don't remember. It might yeah. have been my there hero were, there was some academia good ones. or something. But there was some really
2: good ones. And then the girl that uh was uh the Super Mario princess.
1: Yeah, that was that great. Was very good that too. Was great. But you're really- right, the Star Wars characters really were great. I mean but they were like yeah. they were definitely high quality product no matter if they made them or whatever they right. put together boba oh, fett yeah. looked like boba fett i think there was like a, a guy walking around that was like then just he was kind of like balding and i said that guy's killed 15 people today oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that was seemed,
2: the guy that was with the uh the tall the tall chick that was uh and i was like her. what is that gimmick what is that yeah. gimmick and, and we talked to her and We found out what you said, the Watchers or something,
1: the Watchman character. If you haven't watched that show on HBO, the movie, I highly recommend. I'm sure you've seen the movie. You just don't remember. It's fine. Yeah,
2: It's possible.
1: (laughs) But, But seriously, that dude had a crazed look in his eye and it turned out he was actually just this really soft spoken dude. But the look of him, I mean, he would have been he almost looked like. I don't know, like, like, a, I don't know how to say it other than like a serial killer, you know, you just,
2: and, and Hey, what about man, the food, man, oh, uh, hey. they came around and, uh, you know, to all the people at the booth and there was that, I don't remember the guy's name. He
1: came around, he, he ran, the show. Yeah, his What's we the, call him prune, but it's Jason Pruitt's his name. Okay, well, right
2: his food was phenomenal. And there was yeah. something I had not heard of, and to this day I still haven't tasted it, but Butterbean told me it was awesome. I'm taking Butterbean's word on food, and uh you said it was pretty good. I don't know that you had one there, but me and you ordered the shepherd's pie, which like is one of my favorite dishes that you just don't see normally. Right, and then me too. what what was the name of it? Uh the egg thing?
1: Scotch eggs. So it's basically eggs. a hard boiled egg inside of like a, a, a meatball, a meatball. Meat yeah. fried and they yeah. cut it in half and, yeah. And, and I great. looked
2: it up. I looked it up because Butterbean, uh, once he got it, he was like, when I told him about it at first, he was like, Ugh. and then he ended up getting one. He was like, <laughs> man, that shit was awesome. <laughs> and so I looked it up uh, for him and his uh, the lady that was with him. I don't know if it was his wife or whatever. Uh, sure. I, I didn't get that part of it, but um, I looked it up. It's a uh, It's a British thing. Uh, so,
1: yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I think their-, their whole deal was like a pub deal anyway, so that makes sense. So yeah. let's speak about some of these these guests here. So uh, obviously there was Butterbean. I want to get back to Butterbean in just a second, but yeah. there was Amanda Bierce, who was they they had her there because she was in Fright Night and it was some kind of anniversary for and that. Marcy Darcy. Marcy Darcy, exactly. <laughs> that's how I know her. She was the nosy neighbor for yeah for the Married with Children, and honestly. She looks almost like she did off the show. Oh, I, mean, I
2: know. I, I, that's yeah. what I was thinking because she was sitting right next to Jake, and uh, yeah. when I went to talk to him once, I, I and yeah, you know, I wish I would have, and I didn't. I didn't mark out that much over her. I, I, I should have in addition sure. uh, sure. because I I was a huge Married with Children uh, fan, but uh, yeah, man,
1: she looked just like she did back then. I mean she yeah she's doing good and there were some other guests there i think they were comic artists and oh tons of them and man right. some of the artwork i mean obviously oh, you yeah. know,
2: love art and, yeah. and and so i'm 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 walking around going god dang man these bitches are good man <laughs> wish they could give me some lessons you know I mean
1: <laughs> well i mean dude you don't knock yourself brother you got well, some good stuff and, and you I know,
2: know i saying. also thought about this man is that i should have uh taken uh, prints, especially because I was telling Michelle this. Uh, I should have taken like my Spider Man versus Goblin prints. Right. I probably oh, could have yeah. sold those, whether they knew who I was or not. You know what sure. I mean? Sure.
1: But, they would have loved that. But you know, there yeah. was Amanda Beers, there was Jake, and then there were those comic artists who were incredible. But, you know, Butterbean, I want to talk about Butterbean. So, first of all, you remember Butterbean as what? He looked like King Hippo from Mike Tyson's punch Absolutely. I mean, he was a bald dude, kind of massive guy, wore the American flag trunks, knocked people out in 10 seconds, that kind of guy. Yeah. So obviously he's older now and he's gone through some surgeries, but yeah. brother, is he not swollen up top still? Uh, he's 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 big as shit, man.
2: When I when I posted that picture of me and him, uh, most of the comments were, "That's Butterbean?" Right? Question mark or, "Holy crap, he looks great!" And I even told him that. I said, "Man, after I posted that picture last night, I said everybody's you know commenting on how great you look," and he was you know like you know thankful you know yeah uh, about that or whatever, but evidently he lives, uh, with DDP now. Uh, and he's, he's doing some of the yoga stuff with him and, and going through all that. And man, I mean, you say what you want, man, but it seems like everybody that's, that's gone to live with, uh, Dallas man comes out smelling like roses, you know,
1: (laughs) I mean, they do. You know, I think if, if DDP had, i mean he's probably well over his quota on karma points let's just say yeah that, yeah, that, yeah that guy's got a good heart and he's really doing it for for yeah. help and and, and, you and know, what he says is he says he's not a rehab i've I've listened to some of his shows and yeah. he says he's not a rehab he is a he's doing it more for the health aspect of people yeah and yeah. obviously dropping some vices help in health you know so yeah I'll tell you,
2: man, the last time I, well, not the last time I saw him, because the last time I saw him was last year at a convention, but uh, I saw him at uh, TCW, which was run by a guy named uh, Matt Uh, Riviera. It it was really good at first, and uh, I mean, we can get into all that at another time, Uh, but uh, Dallas was there, and that was the first time I'd seen him, and this was probably like two thousand. 13, something like that, and that was the first time I'd seen him since WCW, so probably 13 years or something. Anyway, he takes his foot, his ankle, he grabs his ankle, and like, like a cheerleader. Yeah. Took it straight up in the air. I mean, like, Yeah. St- like stood there on one leg and his other leg was straight above his head and he was holding his ankle i was like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> that's Di- that's diamond dallas <laughs> <laughs> that's diamond dallas i mean it is diamond dallas but that's yeah crazy. but he's doing a, a cheerleader pose i was like what the fuck i mean he wasn't wow. wiggling or nothing man this motherfucker just took his foot and went Weep, put it up in the air and stood there and like yeah this is what it's doing
1: for me i'm like well fuck (laughs) i mean that's i can barely walk a straight line but all right seriously on a good day (laughs) you know yeah but you know we were talking about butterbean the dude is jacked to the gills it looks like he looks like he's strong as
2: an ox and i'm gonna tell you something let me let me say this real quick before i forget you know me sure so he was on crutches uh, uh but here's the thing man I saw him uh, especially the second day and the second day day, Jimmy Jimmy bailed on me. But anyway, uh, I saw him the second day and he was walking uh, with his crutches like around the place and stuff a lot more than he was the first day. And I promise you, when I watched him walk with his crutches, because he wasn't doing the. Two crutches forward, sling your body weight, two crutches forward. He was doing, like, a walk with each crutch, like, separately, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, exactly. If you can see my body right now. <laughs> he's he's He was doing it, and it's, it looked like he was training. I swear to God, I thought, because he's a boxer, you know, and, sure. and, and he's used to grueling training. And I swear to God, that motherfucker wants to walk without those crutches. I promise you, because... The way I watched him walk around, it was like he was training. I swear to yeah. God. It was like, dude, dude, he was doing alternate steps and alternate crutches. It was not the, like I said, it wasn't the boom swing thing. It was the, I'm going to walk here shortly. Right. That's, that's just what I saw. And I was like, that's determination, man.
1: Uh, you know, that's very perceptive, actually, Wolf D, because honestly, I noticed that he was walking funny with him, but I I guess I didn't pay enough attention. But man, that's a good point, because I did notice him kind of walking funny with him. It was like something that you would, like you said, boom, forward, boom, forward. Right. No, this was different. And, and yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I never he he was him. doing it in a walking fashion, but he was
2: also doing it like almost in a in a running fashion just slower he was he was every step he'd take i know in his brain he was going i'm gonna walk i'm gonna walk i could just see it i could just see it
1: well you know hey that's very cool and the other thing there was you know i know we've spoken about him already but the other thing is we got to talk to jake the snake roberts
2: absolutely man and that was super cool uh Again, the second day when, when, Jimmy, when Jimmy wasn't there, wasn't there uh, <laughs> Jake, sorry. Jake comes over to my table and he goes, Hey man, when are we going to do the thing? Cause I had talked to him the day before, uh, about doing the podcast and, and, and he almost kind of blew me off. You know, that, right. and, uh, you know, he remembered me and stuff, but I said, Hey, and, and, and I'll put this out there. Sin Bodie is the one that, you know, kind of talked to him cause they're, you know, great friends and stuff. And I said, "Hey, get, Jake's going to be at this thing. Can can you get him to do the podcast with me?" He's like, "Sure." And he talked to him. He, he he called me. and He goes, "Yeah, he's good." So I go to Jake and I say, "Hey, just he talk to you?" And he was getting a phone call at that time. And he goes, "No, man, no, he didn't." And he goes, "I gotta take this call," and he walks off. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna. And you, you know, I even told you. I said, "I'm not fucking with it no more. I'm not begging." Right. No, blah blah blah. So anyway, next morning. He comes up, he goes, hey, man, when are we doing the thing? Yeah. <laughs> I said, whenever you want to. So we <laughs> hooked that up. And, and then the other funny part was that night uh, they showed his uh, movie. What is it? The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, the documentary. Yep. yep. And I was supposed to be the person that introduced him. And then right. Jake didn't want anybody to be the mediator. So basically, I was just going to go, ladies and gentlemen, here's Jake the Snake. Boom. And I leave. <laughs> <laughs> so the the convention's over at 6 o'clock. That thing started at 7. They show the movie, and then after the movie's over, would have been close to 9 o'clock. Yeah. I get wind that Jake had left, and I was like, I'm not sitting around here. I know Jake, and right. he's probably not coming back. And uh, right. I made the right call because he didn't come back. So. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do the q a and i didn't stick around and i'm glad i didn't but we i'm yeah. super glad that we got the interview because it was so cool man that dude oh, man. uh yeah. is something else man well let's play it for the people you yeah that? let's let's uh talk to jake the snake I love it. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, to get your official Live and in Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash live Wolfie D. Check it out.
1: If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcasts and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. And we're back. Thanks folks for
2: listening to our sponsors. Once again, Uh, I just kind of want to stay away from the normal bullshit that I'm sure he's answered a thousand fucking times. Totally agree. I only briefly uh, if it's okay with you, want to even touch on the movie and stuff? Because I know you've answered that a thousand times too, and I don't want to go through all that. I try to do this like a car ride. <laughs> all right. So, anyway, we're waiting on uh, Charlie to bring uh, Jake some water, and then I'll I'll kick it in.
1: Okay, sounds good. So we- <laughs> Thanks again, Jake, for coming on.
0: Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> his, his cousin is that guy Charlie that runs it and uh, he was here yesterday but he had to go home so now this is where we're having to do it all <laughs> he said that's good you had to go home
0: <laughs>
1: that's hilarious same old Jake
0: I don't know where it goes right I don't think of this shit I'll tell you that <laughs> if I think of it then I have to take uh, take responsibility so fuck that
2: <laughs> uh, so you said you're in Atlanta you still with uh, Dallas you no, still live
0: no, with no, oh, okay we got my own place oh I, didn't know. I had lived with him
2: in seven years oh it's been a while yeah. I don't know I not know yeah you know, the last time I saw you was uh Remember that kid that had the money that was running those shows out in Missouri, Matt Riviera, you remember yeah, that? Yeah. I saw you at that show and then before that was uh, wow. you know, WWF. <laughs> when you was an agent.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I send you guys all over that fucking building.
3: <laughs>
2: Look good Yeah. Yeah. At least you were part of the show. That's right. That's right. Thank God for Ronson. <laughs> But Cornette's the one that got us that gig. I got—I uh, uh, know a lot of people hate him, but he's always been good to me.
3: Doesn't matter. So I got you a big one right there, right behind the Jake okay. uh, This gives you some extras if you need it. Okay, I got a big
0: one. We'll <laughs> <going> on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Let's
2: do it. All right, and now it's time to introduce the man of the hour uh, for this week's edition of Live and in Color, with Wolfie D. Uh, this man was a major influence on my childhood and what made me want to be a wrestler. In particular, the way that he can talk through the fucking TV screen at you, in you, and you feel it with your with your soul. And the one thing I noticed about jake roberts is that it's like anybody else that really succeeds in this business the person that i'm sitting across from right now is that person on television and that's why it relates so well jake has such a presence about him when he just walks in a room even now when i first saw him earlier it's just he has that presence about him that in in a a complimentary way is so evil and that's why those promos touched your soul because you could feel it, and also one of my favorite moves of all time, the DDT, which he was the guy, in my opinion, that did it the best, and I tried to mimic that. That's my my first question as I introduce you, Jay what do you think because like we know nobody sells nothing anymore Right. but, but and I'm guilty of it because I love the move and I thought I could do it a lot like you did it. because I tried to mimic the way you did it does it piss you off or does it, does it flatter you that the DDT got turned in kind of to
0: a hot, uh, a, a hope spot well you know I, it's it's funny to me yeah and the reason it's funny to me is because every time that move is used in the ring mm-hmm they don't think about the person that's doing it. Mm-hmm. They think about Jake Roberts. You're exactly right. You know, And when the, somebody kicks out of it, the first thing that fan says, fucking Jake does it don't get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all you're doing is bringing me up and making me better than the person that's doing it. I, I agree. And I think that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And it's all, it has to be flattering too in a way, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> I laugh my ass off, man. <laughs> do it yeah and and it'd be it'd be even better if they did it right (laughs) but not many people have done it right yeah you know the whole key about doing that thing is your left leg Mm -hmm. you take your left leg you step back and when you're ready to go you shoot that leg through there that's what gives you the speed right these guys that do the hook the head and the hop (laughs) thing oh fuck yeah yeah i want to go up there and put punch them right (laughs) in their pussy (laughs) That's why I say I really tried to
2: mimic the yeah, way you did, did it, job. and uh, it, and it was just nothing other than out of respect for like. There's a lot of moves that I took from uh, mannerisms. I'll yeah. say too, like from uh, Randy Savage sure. and just different people that I liked, you know. And that's then put it all
0: how, into one. That's how you build a character, guys. Yeah. The uh, the first thing you want to do when you go build yourself is watch a lot of friggin' tape. Yeah. Uh, to match his life if you can. Yeah. And then you pick out shit that really turns you on. For me, growing up, it was Bob Sweetan. Mm-hmm. He was the most evil-looking son of a bitch. That guy had such a presence about him. He'd be walking in the ring, and people would be throwing shit at him, spitting on him, you know, trying to hit him with chairs, trying to cut him with knives. And he'd walk, and if he stopped... And looked at you, you set the fuck down. Scared <laughs> <laughs> the fucking dog yeah. shit out of you. Yeah. I remember me getting the worst belt weapon from my dad. I'm ashamed to say I was 18 years old. Yeah. Because I cussed Sweet and out yeah. and his wife Yeah. when they were going to their car after a match. Really? I called her a fucking cunt. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I got home, the phone rang, and my dad came in there and jerked me out of bed and beat my ass.
2: No shit.
0: And that's when I kind of got smart up for the business. <laughs> learn, right? <laughs> what the fuck is this about? I thought you hated that motherfucker.
2: <laughs> that's funny.
0: But I, I stole from Sweet Town. Yeah. I stole from Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. I stole from different people. And, you know, Hero Matsuda. Mm-hmm. The way that he would fucking just snake into a move. It was evil. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, to me, the great guys in wrestling were people like uh, Tukimuka. Mm-hmm. He was an old uh, Japanese man, and uh, he was so fucking evil. Mm-hmm. He was small. So instead of doing like most guys do these days, wear lifts in their fucking boots and, and stand tall. He just made himself shorter, mm. but it made him look so sneaky.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So body
0: language—that's it, man.
2: Body language—you
0: got to, you know, your character. When you walk out of that fucking dressing room, before you get to the ring, the fans have already made up their mind on what you are. Yeah, yeah. If you're a formidable opponent, or if you're a pussy. Mm-hmm. And you can take that for whatever you want. I'm not politically correct, but I mean nothing bad. I mean, hell. They call Pat Patterson a f I I kissed
2: him. He would kiss me back. Hey, and let me ask you this. So we were kind of talking about, you know, uh, watching things and stealing from (laughs) other people. You may disagree with me on this, and if you do, that's fine. But I... I watched enough wrestling before I got in the business, started training at 15. I had rewound and slow motioned and did so much shit watching wrestling. Once I got in, the only thing I wanted to watch was me. And I tell you the reason why was because I could critique myself. And I personally think some of these guys don't watch their shit or they wouldn't do some of the shit they do. So my my theory is watch it beforehand and then once you get in it you should really watch a lot of your stuff instead yeah. of they always say under the learning tree
0: watching 1996 right, this right, and that right, right. man come yeah. on <laughs> you, know, you know I'll tell you the guy that was great at doing that was uh, DDP mm-hmm. he was the first guy to start taping every match that yeah. he had mm-hmm. yeah and it used to drive me fucking nuts really <laughs> I'm at home and I'm having to watch this fucking magic <laughs> while I'm driving, I'm ready to fucking crash the car <laughs> but you know, if that worked for you Wolfie, that's fine, it did not work for me because uh-huh. I was so brutal on myself mm. I had such a I was so insecure mm-hmm. in what I did mm. uh, I was i was probably the worst wrestler to ever step in the ring uh come on <laughs> no, I'm serious I'm serious uh, when I first started yeah I'd never been in the ring except uh, a referee
2: right right right
0: I didn't know how to grab a fucking Mmm. and I learned the trial and error method I got you. which is wrong yeah <laughs> and that's why I got hurt a lot in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, but you know however you learn just just admit it and go on yeah but I think the guys that pissed me off for the guys that think they know it all.
3: Mm,
0: absolutely. And uh, I'll tell you something. Um, Jack, Jack Briscoe once told me: says, Jake, if you ever think you've got it down, if you ever think that you've had the perfect fucking match, go to the locker room, take your tights off, take your boots off, put them in a pile. Set them on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you don't know shit. Yeah,
2: you always learn. You
0: always learn. Yeah, I don't care if you've been in that ring for thirty five years. You learn something. Yeah. If you don't, you're a fucking piece of shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. you definitely keep learning as this goes. And I even said to Road Dog the other day, I uh, had him on, and he he had said something to me at a convention that just, it was, and you know, I have been in a little over 30 years, and he said something to me that just clicked. It was over. Yeah, but it, it was so, because yeah, I, I mentioned that Dan Housing kid, and he, I said, we were having dinner, and I said, I said, that dude's pretty, pretty fucking over. I said, when he came in, and he said, he's not over, he's popular. And I was exactly. like, what? I never exactly. heard that before. You know exactly. There is a difference. Yeah, and There's I, I never, I'd never heard that
0: before. There's a lot of people that, that get into that character because they're the same bucket size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because this little guy's actually getting a push, he gives them hope. Mm. Those are people are few and far between, and they won't be there long.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah. He goes through a rough spot, brother, and you'll forget about him. Yeah, absolutely. So, Right now, he's enjoying it.
2: Yeah. And if they book if they him correctly. Right. Because, well, good luck like with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've all said it on uh, here. When's, Don't when's put that, him in the ring. When's <laughs> that going to happen?
1: One thing that I was always curious about is, you know, and, and I've heard you say it, it later on, is the popularity of you versus Hogan. And is that essentially what killed any kind of feud with Hogan?
0: Yeah, yeah we, uh, we shot an angle. And I remember... DDT Hogan on the set, and it split his head wide open.
1: Oh, Lord.
0: So I go back through the curtain, and Vince grabbed my arm, and he goes, now stand right here. He said in about 30 seconds, we're going to start chanting, hoaxster, hoaxster, hoaxer. He's going to come to his feet. He's going to rip his fucking shirt off. He's going to sling his fucking head side to side looking for you, and you guys are going to make money for the next year. Uh, That's Am I like, fucking right? Sounded good, right? <laughs> About thirty seconds, forty-five seconds, a minute. Hogan's waiting for the people. Yeah, yeah. And then they started. DDT. Oh. This <laughs> little you're fucked. Oh shit! <laughs> It'll never happen. Wow, I didn't we know. We wrestled that. twice. <laughs> Sold out both places. Turned people away. Montreal, which was hard to sell out, and uh, the Civic Center in Providence, Rhode Island. In both places, it was 70 30 Jake. Yeah. Ben said, that's the end of that. And it's yeah. simple. I mean, I was pissed off at the time. It cost me millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Fans did. God, sucking bitches. <laughs> <laughs> <Honest>. <laughs> but reason being, is Vince didn't care how many people he drew in a house show? Mm. His money was made off television. Yeah. And marketing. Yeah. How many Jake fucking dolls were there?
4: One. Right. One. Yeah.
0: How many other Jake products? Zero. Mm. How many Hogan products? Hundreds. Mm. They did not want to get stuck having a warehouse full of Hogan. Mm. And Jake Saliano on one fucking t-shirt. Yeah. So that was into me. So yeah. my job became what? My job became going to the B town or the A town, whichever one Hogan wasn't in, mm. and putting the heel over to get him ready for Hogan the next time. Mm. A bad spot to be in, yeah. but it wasn't the money spot that I deserved. Yeah. And that's what I always be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let me ask you this also. Since, you know, Randy's a popular topic on our show because that's one of Wolfie's main influences and, and favorites as, as a child. <laughs> Tell me about the prep. Is it true about his prep before a match? And did that drive you crazy? Talking
0: about Randy Colony. Randy Savage. Oh, 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 the other Randy.
1: Is it true about his prep before a match? And did that drive you crazy?
0: No, I had fun with him because I fucked with him. Uh. <laughs> I'd go light up a bunch of shit with him and not do any of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which drove him nuts. <laughs> you know, let me tell you, I'm going to close it with this. My okay. We uh, At one point, Hogan was off doing that fucking classic movie that he did. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> And um, the really good one, you know. The really good one. one? Anyway, uh, he was off doing that, and we had to do Saturday night main event. So they came to Randy and I. This is Dick Ebersole, the head of NBC Sports and Vince, And they put us in a room, and we're like, what's this about? They said, guys, no one has ever had three commercial breaks wow it'll have been in a match Mm. on Saturday Night Main Event tonight you're going to do that also tonight if the ratings fall at any time during that those segment breaks you'll find yourself in fucking Poughkeepsie doing local television again Mm. wow now what did Randy do he fucking lost it.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We got to do fucking We got to do this. We got to do this. No, Randy, we don't. <laughs> That's the wrong thing to do. Do what got you to the dance. That's what the people expect. What got you there. That's what you show them. If you show them some free out bullshit, they're not going to get it anyway. Yeah but we went out there and we held our ratings through the whole fucking thing. His father later came to me and said that was the greatest match in Randy's career.
1: That's incredible.
0: A hell of a pat on the back. Yeah, that is. Guys, But my throat is
2: shit. No, you know, me and, me and- Here at uh, Rob Cog for the people that don't know. And he was just kind enough to uh, stay away with me for a few minutes and and get on the podcast. But we thank him for being on so much. And yes, sir. Thank you. Um, And with that, this is Wolfie D, and you're listening live and in color, Wolfie D. For Jimmy across the street, my co host, and Jake the Snake Roberts, thank you so much for listening, folks. Let's take a break and hear from our sponsors. And uh, we'll come back
1: after these messages.
2: Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope ass sponsors. And we'll be right back with more live and in color with Wolfie D. you need
1: the rock star realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. So okay, <laughs> we had our issues getting him the first day. Jake actually had, I think, a hospital visit on this trip. Yeah, and, and then he he ended up leaving. And then
2: after our interview, he actually went to sit down in his chair at the uh, at his booth and i guess the chair broke and he yeah. took a bump and hit his head and he had to leave so i timed it perfectly to you get, really did to get him on the get him on the show before he took his bump and i even i texted him afterwards i said hey man i heard you took a bump i said I hope you're okay he said yeah i'm okay and he actually said He will come back on this show anytime. And he said, he he texted after that. He said, I mean it with a couple of exclamation points. So, uh, we're going to have Jake back.
1: Yeah. And you know, we do apologize that it was a little bit shorter. We were promised a little more time than that, but the problem was, is Jake's voice right now. I mean, he has COPDs on oxygen. Jake's voice has always been raspy, but it was really bugging him that day. Yeah. You know, obviously, Dude's a legend. Dude's a oh, goat. Yeah. You know, Dude's yes. one of the greatest of all time. So, we were ble- we were happy to talk to him for 5 minutes, much less the 20 minutes we got him for, but Absolutely. you know, talk about So, obviously, yes, I had to leave the next day. So, <laughs> I came up on that day, Saturday, hung out with you and left. Thought we might get Jake that day. Unfortunately, didn't happen. I had to come back. I had some things that I had to do on Sunday. And then you call me that morning and you're like, hey, it's happening. And I'm like, Ugh. and my my <laughs> wife is like, I'm so sorry. And, uh, and and Michelle's funny. She's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm just like, hey, it's what it is, we're going to get it. The important part, I knew for a fact, worst case scenario, if we couldn't hook it up, you could sit down and talk to Jake for 20 minutes. And record it on your phone, and we would be okay. I knew that would be fine. But yeah. we got to set it up. Charlie helped us out. I think you went in the green room, right?
2: Yep. We went in a little private room, and, uh, and Jake was awesome, man. I just I can't say enough about how cool he was that day. Like I said, he I wasn't going to say anything else about it after the first day because I didn't know sure. where his mind was at. And, hell, it's been years since I've seen him. Uh, right. But he – came to my booth and said hey when you want to do this and, and i said hey <laughs> whenever mm-hmm. and then i got with charlie and hey can we get a private room and jake's like let's go so yeah. we did it and man just what a what a great interview that was and as i said at the beginning of it man jake just has this presence about him man he really does man it's it's almost and god not to be marky mark but he's a little intimidating man he really is man Uh, as i said at the beginning of the interview about man his interviews and how he touched your soul and just him his presence just gives you this uh this this dude is somebody you know what i mean it's just it's crazy it's crazy
1: it is and when I met him, I met him on the first day because I wanted to get something for my brother autograph. Jared had a vintage LJN, Jake the Snake poster. Yes, I remember that,
2: yeah.
1: And Jared's birthday was recent, so I got his autograph from Jake. And I met Jake, and, you know, I wanted to be, like, respectful but not seem like a total goofy mark. And yeah. <laughs> I think I landed somewhere in the middle.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's how we do, man. I mean, yeah. Like I said, for me, when we talked about this before, you know, back in the day, man, that shit was taboo. You didn't d- do shit like that. You know, you didn't yeah, right. go up to the other guys. And, you know, even though we have a podcast, everybody's got a fucking podcast now. Right. So right. it's not like I was presenting something great to him. But uh, for him to do that for us was was really cool, man. And And to come on and. Hell yeah. I'll tell you the greatest part of that interview, man. And I even told you this afterwards, Jake, the snake approved of my DDT.
1: So. he did. And yeah. And y'all, of course you heard that obviously I, Wolfie's head couldn't fit in the door when he got home. Yeah. Because, I mean, if the originator, if the creator of the move says you do it good, then Hey, guess what? Yeah. You do it good. So yes, absolutely. You know, go find some, PG 13 matches Wolfie D slash matches where he does a DDT and you'll see that it is Jake approved. So, you know, speaking of wrestling and times in wrestling right now is possibly one of the crazier times. And I feel like I'm seeing through some of it, but you know, everything is in an uproar. 2022 is literally crazy with wrestling this year. Yeah. And some of the biggest news recently happened. So I know we've been talking about Jake and and the greatest and all that, but let's talk a little current affairs. What do you think? Let's man? do it, man. DJ, hit the music.
0: It's a current affair. It's a current affair. color. It's a
1: current affair. All right, we're back with current affairs and. Wolfie D I'm going to kind of build on this one. So the first right. one is obviously going to be one of the smaller. <laughs> the yes. first one is going to be not as important. We'll build to the finale. So, we're
2: booking a card here. We're going, yeah, We're booking uh, a card, opening match to the main event.
1: So on Monday night, Braun Strowman returned to raw in uh-huh. the biggest no brainer that I've ever heard of as much as rehiring road dog, they brought Braun <laughs> Strowman back. That's just a no brainer, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, dude's a great worker and uh look at him. I mean right. though I mean, that alone, man, you could do something with that guy. If you got any sense in how to book anything, you could do something with a person like that. I mean, yeah. Like you yeah. said, no is brainer. It,
1: is it hard to book a giant after a while though? Can you really do you just have to stay creative with it? Is that
2: I mean, I don't think it would be hard at all. I mean, I mean, like I said, look at the guy, man. I mean, right. there's right. Uh, if, if you got any wrestling sense at all, you can figure out something.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that explains why when the writers had nothing for him, they let him go. So it yeah. makes no yeah. sense. But whatever. So, yeah, yeah. I saw a funny thing. There was a I think Mike Jablonski posted it on Facebook, and the picture showed him in his his picture, he's talking to somebody and they say, Bron Strowman, we saw you return to raw recently. And he was like, yeah, because that control your narrative pace, dick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the thing he had. a. Uh, he was trying to do his own thing,
1: right? Yeah. He was working with EC three, who is also okay. kind of a, a rogue guy. He, he does some stuff on his own and they yeah. were doing their own promotion. And, and yeah, I, I just think, after a while, it gets tired of probably pouring out money, and you want to bring yeah, in. Yeah, it,
2: it's so hard to do, man. Like I said, uh, I've seen so many of these, um, you know, people with money or one person that's over that wants to start their own company. And unless you're unless you're fucking Tony Khan or or somebody like that that's got billions to spend. You're not gonna last that long, uh, you know. And then also, uh, Billy Corrigan. I mean, he's got right. plenty of money to to do what he's doing, but he's also Billy does it. I think just from what I see, and I don't really know, but yeah. just you know, it's YouTube. It's this that's a small thing. So I don't think they're spending a lot of money, right? But right. you know what I mean? Is you you cannot compete with Vince, man. I keep saying that. It's right. like trying to which we've seen a, a bazillion times too, who's going to compete with the NFL? When right. people think of football, they think NFL. When people think of wrestling, they know WWE, they know Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, The Rock. That's just, that's mainstream shit, man. And right. yeah, you're going to have your little niches. The uh, the guys that came into the, the Ric Flair Battle Royal, was it GCW, uh yeah. I mean, yeah, that might last a minute, but it's, it's not going to take over anything. It's just right. not, and that's right. not knocking anybody. That's just how it is. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's understandable, you know, you know, speaking, you know, I know we got onto to EC3 there a little bit. This is crazy news, brother. And yeah, so EC3 recently told a story about, Another professional wrestler, Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream was recently arrested for some oh. misdemeanor charges. And Velveteen Dream is also a professional wrestler that was in NXT that was let go. And he was kind of seen as like a new Prince gimmick. But at the same time, he was got some weird stuff going on in his personal life. So, But basically, this might show you a little bit about what his issues are. So yeah. he called him trying to record. Yeah, I saw that. Dude's pissing. Yeah. At, at EC3's house. And so EC3 found a phone with a camera running in his bathroom. So he yeah. was pecker checking with high-tech pecker check. That's what, was, <laughs> that's what I mean, you've heard of the pecker
3: checkers,
2: of course. That is the newest term again. We keep coining shit, man. High-tech pecker check. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
1: we'll see that on progress. That, that
2: could actually tape. replace the term dick pic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, they're... seriously, high tech pecker check. It sounds much better than dick pic. I don't
1: know. Well, you know, at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But what do when you we think hang up, bro?
2: I'm going to send you a high tech.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. We'll just. We'll just leave it alone. <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. Just don't send it. So, the, the, yeah, send it to your Michelle there. So I want it, that. I want that to be like in a rap or something. Okay. Well,
2: Pekachek.
1: You're uh, a rap. you're I don't know. rapper, bro. You're a rapper. So it up. <laughs> so okay, what would you do, bro, if you uh, you were you were having a party at your place and you saw this? I mean, like seriously, what would you do? I would probably
2: helicopter right in front of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would. <laughs> I would sling my high tech pecker check uh, in front of the camera, side yeah. to side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably what I'd do.
1: Okay, your helicopter. You would go for the helicopter. I get it. Yeah. I might have. I just might have whizzed on the phone. You know, <laughs> hit yeah. the camera a little and ruin
2: up. it. Ruin his phone with tea.
1: Yeah, just urine. <laughs> based (laughs) assault there. Okay. Well, anyway, that's, that's the EC3. That went way out of line. It (laughs) did. And we're sorry. And we're bringing it back here. So there's four major points I'm making today on current affairs. The third one is obviously MJF is back. He came back at all out. He was wearing a mask. He came in as the Joker in their money of the bank type deal where they bring down a poker chip instead of a briefcase or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. he made his return. I mean, that was a no brainer. They were going to bring him back or at least try, you know? So yeah. again, back in the day when we heard that big promo, you said it was a work and now it's been a work. So he returned. And here's another thing that Wolfie D has officially stamped a work. Now (laughs) CM Punk at the all out media scrum and a fight with the bucks. So what I want to do is I'm going to read the timeline of everything here, okay? So following September 4th all-out pay-per-view in Chicago, Illinois, CM Punk snapped during a media scrum alongside AEW president Tony Khan. He went after journalists. He went after his old friend Colt Cabana, who they called by his real name Scott Colton. He went after the elite, which is Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Kenny Omega. And he went after Hangman Page for helping perpetuate much of the backstage and some on-screen drama that has taken center stage in the news of late. He spared no one and made clear exactly how he feels about all of them, outright saying he worked for children, and if anyone has a problem with it, they can come see him. Reports quickly got out that shortly after he finished speaking and went backstage, the elite did indeed go to him, and a melee ensued. Now, Wrestling Observer reported some more details on it that happened during the melee. The Observer reports that an actual fight went down with Punk's starting things by swinging fists at the Young Bucks. Punk's trainer, Ace Steele, who was involved and apparently threw a chair that hit Nick Jackson in the eye. Kenny Mm. Omega was also involved, and Steele apparently bit him and grabbed his hair.
2: He Mike Tysoned him.
1: Yeah. They also (laughs) report part of the reason no one has publicly commented on all this is due to potential legal issues. So... They're reporting there is a precedent for some kind of suspension here, and considering Eddie Kingston was recently put on the shelf for a short time following a backstage fight with Sammy Guevara. And so here's the thing. They stripped them of their titles. The Elite, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega had the trios title. CM Punk had the heavyweight title. They've stripped them. Last night, another team won the trios title. They're doing a tournament for the heavyweight title. So. According to Fightful, Punk is alleged to have begun the physicality by swinging punches at Mac Jackson. Nick right. was said to have be either rocked or knocked out due to Ace Steel. Do you know Ace Steel? I do not know Ace Steel. I'm just going to you know, stop the whole
2: thing right there because I have, I mean, obviously it's all over the internet and stuff like that. Um, I think, personally, um, and I could be wrong, um, I think it's an elaborate work. Because yeah. I, I, I've i been thinking this for a long time. I don't know if I've said it on here, but you, the way to work the people now is to work them on the Internet because that's where everybody's at. And if you can work it on there, dude, do you know how many fights? Have broke out in a damn wrestling locker room. Do you understand how many fights? I mean, we've had deaths, you know, talking about Bruiser Brody, you know, just it's history with wrestling. You're gonna get in fights back there, man. Right. I guarantee it happens in football. We just don't hear about it. But when you're competitive and you're back there, you're gonna get in fights. You're just going to. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether this was a shoot fight or this is a a staged work. I really don't. And, and I've said this before, man, the only people that know are the people involved. Right. You know, uh, because I hate to go out on a limb and say, I think it's work, but I really do. And and to be quite honest with you, I think it's very fucking smart if it is. Yeah. Because they're, they're doing it in a way that caters to the new type of fan. Right. Just, and, and you can, man, you could suspend somebody, you know, back in the day, Uh, So-and-so got fined or so-and-so got suspended. That didn't really happen. But now, you would really have to do it in order for it to be believable. And I think none of these guys give a fuck if they get suspended. They can still get paid. I mean, there's so many things you don't know. Right, exactly. And I just... uh, I mean, when I heard, you know, the first part of it was that the Young Bucks kicked the door in, all I could see was both of them slapping their legs and super <laughs> kicking the door open. That's what I saw. I Sla- can see leg- that. Yeah. And then Punk fires up. I don't know. But anyway, it just it just seems uh, a little too convenient. Right. Um, for all of it. I mean, you got your major stars, Kenny Omega. You got, right. uh, the young bucks. You got CM Punk. You got too many people involved there. You're top tier guys. Uh, right. with the exception of Jericho, where was he at? Well, well it's, eight- he-
1: I think Jericho kind of tipped it all off because at the scrum, Jericho comes out there and he's kind of acting as if he's like the undertaker of, of the AEW. They they mm-hmm. That's what he sees himself as. So mm-hmm. we'll not get into if that's true or not, but right. at the same time, he sees himself as that. Now, he says to Tony, and people pick up on this, he whispers in the ear, he goes, some shit went down. Yeah, you might have to call the cops, and you you kind of hear it through the microphones, but he's not saying it; he's whispering it to Tony, and Tony's like, "Oh, what?" Huh? But that tipped it all off because you know, really, that set the story for the fight that happened in the back. So, yeah. it was genius. It's, I, you know, I mean, I think it was a genius play, and I feel like it's a work. And because here's the thing: this is a, how elaborate it has to get <clears throat> for the internet. absolutely.
2: Absolutely, it has yeah. to get this elaborate, and like like you just said, man. If it is, kudos to them because they're right. they're they've got the buzz, they got everything. So the only thing we can do, you know, slight of us getting in touch with Tony Khan or or Jericho or or Kenny Omega, finding out if it's work or not. You know, us just sitting here. You know, even me being in the business for as many years as I've been in, I don't know. But yeah. I also know that I've been a part of a lot of elaborate works. I've also been a part of some shoot works. So yeah. there could be heat with these guys. Who cares? Whatever. Right. It's wrestling, man. And right. if it is, man, and they're, and they're doing it like this, they're using the, the Internet and the Internet fans to their advantage. And if they are
1: doing that, they're smart as hell. You said it earlier. It almost takes this now. And yeah, what about what is next, man? What what is next? Because who
2: knows what's next? I mean, think about it. Uh, The Andy Kaufman Jerry Lawler thing before there was internet, everybody bought that, and there was only what two or three people that knew the deal, and they kept it secret forever. This can be a a, the the, this generation's version of that because. As long as you shut your fucking mouth, which people have a lot of problem doing now, but if you shut your fucking mouth and just go with it, and I'm hoping that's what they're doing. I really am. I'm hoping that's what they're doing, because if they're not, the wrestling business has turned into a bunch of vaginas. I mean, seriously, if this is what it is, if this really happened and people are getting suspended for fighting and blah, blah, blah. And the wrestling business is in the toilet and it's a whole new bunch of bullshit that I would not want to be a part of because if you're mad at somebody, man, confront them and go, go fight them in the back. That's, that's the way it used to go down.
1: Sure. Sure. Now I'm not imagining, I don't know the number on punk's contract. I know that Kenny Omega, the young bucks and punk are all paid several million dollars a year, I would assume. So to give up that, With the possibility of almost, you know, getting fired over a tiff about something that was done to spite you on, you know, for a, a friendship that Punk, I mean, Punk can say what he says, but Cole Cabana brought Punk on his show. Punk spilled the beans on the WWE's wellness policies, and they both got sued for it. So, Colt benefited from punk going on the show and punk benefited from being able to tell his story. They get sued by the WWE. And then basically it sued so much that it would either bankrupt Colt Cabana. And I think CM Punk feeling some responsibility for that helped out Colt Cabana, but that really killed their friendship right there is.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's possible. I mean, there's a lot of things that goes on behind the scenes. Like I said, yeah, we don't know. Well, we're just, and, you're speculating i yeah. can tell you from my experience what i what i think could be the possibilities but i don't know and and nobody knows yeah. except the people that are involved and like i said it, it's getting publicity it's getting talked about we're talking about it i mean yep. Yep. that's well, that's that, what you need to do so if they're doing it like that man
1: yeah i mean that's the point we were talking about how wwe is kind of Curbed them off there, knocked them down, you know, said, okay, Hey, you beat our NXT, but now we're really kind of, you know, working man to man here and WWE got triple H and running it, you know, now has road Dog. Sean Michaels, all these people are running it, and everything is starting to kind of make sense with their matches and stuff. So, right. so AEW is going to have to do something to calm that down to stay competitive. And why not pull the most elaborate storyline this side of the Andy Kaufman deal? You know, so
2: yeah, and I can totally see it, man. I mean, yeah. yeah. Again, I just I can't say I wish I could. I wish I could say. Hey man, 100% this is a work or 100% it's not because I'm, I'm on the fence with it because I don't know the players involved. I don't talk to them. So I can't, I can't give you that. But what I can say is what I'm seeing is it looks like an elaborate work to me, but sure. if it is kudos.
1: Well, I'm like 70, 30, I think I'm 70 work 30 shoot, but you know, I don't know, man. It's a possibility. Yeah, we'll see. Right. I mean, that's the beauty of it. We'll see. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's pretty much the biggest part of what I would say current affairs is right now. I'm sure there's some other stuff out there, but we'll get that on the next episode. One thing before we go is I want to thank our brand new sponsor, Medley Welding. Will Medley and his team in Tullahoma, Tennessee, they take great care of you. And and y'all are thinking, welding, what does that got to do with me? Well, one of the biggest things that I recently got for my birthday was I got a Tennessee Titans outside fire pit and it's a metal fire pit. And it says, what? It's, got the, it's got the Titans logo on it. What? Super, super cool deal, man. Can't wait to get that out in September. If you go to Will Medley and his team at Medley welding, they can do that stuff for you. They do decorative art. They'll repair your old farm equipment. Will and the team are the tops and we can't thank them enough for being sponsors on our and
2: trip. you know what's funny man is Tellahoma Tennessee is I believe actually Winchester and they're they're right next to each other but
1: yeah that's yeah. where i
2: had my first matches was uh Winchester and Telehoma, man i got a lot of history there
1: well, that's awesome. Well, his number is 931 581 6324. That's 931 581 6324. You can find them at Medley Welding on Facebook or give them a call. Tell them the Wolfie D podcast sent you. And I mean, seriously, y'all, the cool thing is they make like ornaments, they make anything you want with metal. And he's been doing it for like 30 years. So he's no, yeah. you know, guy fresh out of tech school, you know? Right. He right. knows what he's doing, so I uh, want to see this Titans fire pit. You gotta send me a picture of that. I will, brother. Right after we get off the air, I'll send it to you. Yes, right. sir. So, Sounds good, anyway, man. Man. Well, I, you know, why don't you go ahead and take us on out, brother?
2: Yeah, man. And uh, again, like you said, thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to everybody that's listening. Uh, it, it, with every week, we keep getting more, and I just could not be. Uh, more appreciative to the people that are listening to us man it's so awesome uh, thank you Jake for coming on and, and talking to us uh, and, and and I believe next week I'm going to go out on a limb here I think <laughs> Butterbean is going to be on next week uh, we got to get that ironed out but uh, thank you everybody and for Jimmy across the street and his uh, brothers and sisters down the road and all that shit this is Wolfie D saying thank you for
1: listening and now a word from our sponsor
0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to give me back my pro wrestling the podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today Jimmy Street, and the plastic chic, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics, to superstar interviews, to action figure expertise, this team does it all, and all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at Live Wolfie D. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right? Wolfie. Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG thirteen and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey Jimmy, before we go, real quick,
2: I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all the work you've done for this podcast you have worked your butt off secondly the people that are liking
3: the page beyond that even more is the people that are listening and we really appreciate that yeah and remember guys the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats thanks again I got
4: don't don't And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging. Don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color. don't rush, your mother. Utilize a hubcap, unlike any other. Back in the day, I was NOD. And I was P to the G, plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Tired of is taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are. Without me, name dropping references, first white boy coming out. Hip hop, been doing it like this since '92. Lay low for a while, and you thought I was through. Listen real close to, rhyme to the rhymes that I've injected This shit's so sick, it makes your ears get infected. Bad skills, no faking that is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over on or Major. Not here to play games, so you better be rare. You don't like me so what? I really don't care. All the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You set a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When i finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up driving it home it's UBD, baby huh i got a cap for you don't for you
1: this has been a james rock street production